Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. This is an RNZ podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child. I'm Catherine Ryan. And here we draw on my conversations with experts on Nine to Noon to help you navigate family life. Well, now tips for raising independent children. Our guest is educator, commentator and chief executive of Spectrum Education, Karen Boyce, who says the job is to ensure that kids can parent themselves by age 18 and that one day the child leaves home. If an adult child is living at home, she advocates a contract setting out the house rules. And she says the path towards growing children who can function in the world by themselves starts early. Some of your emails have started arriving and your texts. Uh, Do keep them up and we'll discuss situations as we progress. Good morning, Karen. Good morning. So raising independent children Raising children to be independent, they're kind of the same thing. Yes. You eventually yeah. want them to leave home as the main goal. Eventually. <laughs> Sooner <laughs> the better. All right. <laughs> what other elements, what's the what's the brick building towards uh, someone who feels confident enough and is confident and capable enough to head out on the world on their own, which they'll obviously gradually do over, over the period of their childhood and um, adolescence? What are the building blocks? I think the first few years our job as a parent is to keep our children safe and provide for their needs. But as they grow, we have to uh, change our parenting style and change uh, how we interact with them and become more of a coach to be able to help them to be their independent by 18 so that they can parent themselves, you know, so they can make their decisions so that we don't have to keep asking them to do everything. Um to be uh, quite frank, though, I think some parents uh, um, are all caught up in their children and their children become part of their identity. So it is actually being able to separate the two, that it's a job as a parent to make them independent. Make them, help them to be independent. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start. By the building blocks, though, I guess I'm saying what does someone need to be at the point where they can go to school themselves for the first time. Okay. What do they need to be at the point where they actually pick up their lunch or even make their lunch for the first time? Uh, or they begin to schedule by the time they're adolescent, schedule their study. What are the capabilities? I mean, some of us can be fully grown adults and be hopeless at that stuff. <laughs> so what are the capabilities that you're looking to build from the start? So parents, right from very young, uh, children can start helping with daily chores in the house. So they can be helping with helping make the lunch rather than just having the lunch given to them, helping empty the dishwashers, helping with the chores and everything that has to happen and becoming part of that family. So uh, everything that we do as a parent, we want to involve our children in that so that they can learn the steps and then eventually we want to be able to step back and allow them to take over. And so the school one's an interesting one, of course. Uh, carrying the school bag, that's the one that drives me crazy. You see, uh, uh, you know, eight, nineteen year old children whose parents are still carrying the school bag and it's like they can carry a school bag at 
five, they can carry a school bag at two, actually. <laughs> and if they don't want to carry it, I remember our daughter dropped hers on the ground one day and said, I'm not carrying this, so I just carried on walking. And she realized that I wasn't going to pick it up. But often we just placate these children and do it for them. So I think we need to bit of tough love but also just put those steps in place. And some of the things that can sneak in that lead to that is just busy lives and I don't have time to stand here for the fourth time to ask you to go and find your own kit for this morning so I'm just going to go and get it myself and some of that's understandable but you're setting yourself up if you don't at least some of the time set aside and focus you're going to do it even if I ask five times. Yes. You're going to do it today. So it's a, it's a balancing act, isn't it, between convenience but, but understanding if there's too much convenience, they're not learning what they need to learn. Yeah, so we are in a very busy world. And I met a parent the other day who had just taken her child to preschool and she was running late because the child wouldn't put his clothes on. And I said, I've taken my children to school in their pyjamas. and But we live in this world where we don't want people to judge us and we don't want I people... I know, well, someone would probably call the authorities on you, Karen. <laughs> there's a slight risk of that. But, but I take the point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's like, well, if you want to wear your pyjamas, wear your pyjamas. Um, and I'm not going to get into this fight. But they only do it once. And then they realise, you know, that was a bit silly. And they, <laughs> so they so they get ready. Uh, like, um, uh, I'm really big with my children. If I say we're leaving at 6 o'clock, we leave at 6 o'clock. And I have actually driven, well, that's not school, obviously, 8.30 for school run or whatever it is. I've actually left on time without them. <laughs> and I just left stranded and I'm like well I went uh, and I come back later and they go but you know they're in tears and I'm like well I said I was leaving at that time that's what I meant so you only have to do that once what age would you do that it's a bit oh, mean if they're two let's face oh, yeah, it no, 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 what, age would, <laughs> what age would you do that oh, eight nine yeah. ten yes yeah. when they're getting a little by older. the time by the time they've got a big enough brain and they're aware enough of the world and they know how Correct. the world works yes. okay um, the jobs an interesting one. But, but when I'm asking for capabilities, obviously there's the practical, this is how you do this instruction following, but there's also the sense of self, isn't there? Correct. There's the sense of yourself as a capable person. Um, and is that something that, again, if you keep doing everything for them, doesn't develop? Correct. I think language is really important in this. So being able to say to children, uh, thank you for helping me, so those thank yous. But also, I remember um, being told very early in my parenting journey that to say to my tell my children how responsible they were or how capable they were. So I remember saying to uh, them, oh, I love how responsible you are emptying the dishwasher. I love the way you're responsible for this. And I remember when uh, our daughter was two and she's setting the table for dinner and she's these little eyes peek over the table and she says, Mum, am I being responsible? And mm. I went, oh, you're so responsible setting the table. And so that gives them that sense of self. It gives them a reward worth. for yes. being capable, <clears throat> which is strangely enough, a very important human need. The Correct. completion of a task gives us a nice little dopamine hit. Chris, yeah. when we go around and go, oh, I've done washing, you know. Um, and there's a there's a sense you can tick a box and tick something off, and it builds up a sense of cap- capability. Correct. And you're starting to do that appropriately for your kids. Hmm. All right. So, what are some of the age appropriate jobs? Let's stay with the youngies. Um, two. 
your daughter was climbing up on a step ladder to set the table. Um, <laughs> what, <laughs> Not quite. Um, what, is some, what are some of the jobs at different ages that also grade eight in the sense that they're acknowledging that you're older now and the responsibility can step up? Yes. So when they're really little, they can uh, make their bed, uh, but it's not going to be to the standard that you might make it. So you've got to lower your standards a little for the little ones and just uh, acknowledge that they're helping and that they've done a good job. Uh, they can help move the clothes or, you know, sort the clothes for the laundry. They can do things like uh, dusting and uh, un- unpack the dishwasher and maybe you just want to get them to do the things that aren't going to break the cutlery and the plastics um, although I absolutely love what Stephen Covey once said when his child dropped a glass on the floor and it smashed and the child went to burst into tears and he said stop you are more important than the glass and what I've noticed with even when my children were very young if I trusted them to unpack the dishwasher and the things that could break they didn't break. And how often have you busted a glass in the dishwasher? Yeah, exactly. I have. It happens. Absolutely. And actually, that's an important point. Part of learning to be competent and confident doing something is dealing with making a mistake Correct. and having a consequence to deal yes. with. Sorry, Mum. I'll you know I'll try not to do that again. Correct. That's part of building the competency. Yes, and being able to apologise. I remember being in a motel when my son broke a cup, and so I we practiced because he needed to practice to go and tell the owner that he'd broken the cup and say sorry, and he was mortified. But that actually comes to a really important point we'll get to with older kids, which is the ability to own up to a mistake or I've you know done damage to the carpet in my student accommodation, that ability to front people and explain things is what they often are most keen to defer to you. Can you please ring the person and say I did this? So learning to deal with the broken glass in the dishwasher when they're younger is actually a really important step along accepting responsibility and fronting up. Correct. And one of the things I did was, as I said, we practiced. So he and I role-played what we were going to say. And so he'd said it several times. So it still wasn't comfortable. It still wasn't nice. But we can't expect them to know how to do that. So practicing and making it feel a little easier for them or just giving them the words. Coming through with the age-appropriate jobs, at what point do you start to get more adult and see... A reward for what they're doing, and this is this divides people sometimes. Sometimes it's as part of your family, you contribute, but equally, we're going to talk a little bit later about the contract and the idea that your labour might have some kind of return <laughs> return <laughs> yes. for it, or that you ultimately might play board, um, yes. which puts things in a different situation as well. So, do you recommend as they get older that you either pay them for tasks or get them some jobs? outside of the home where they begin to see the exchange of of, um, of effort for, for a reward? So um, this was something I thought long and hard for my own children and my family, and we actually decided uh, that we would give them pocket money from eight years old, uh, and they would get the age in money, uh, but that money had to be split. So this is a whole other conversation, but it had to be split four ways. They had to save some to make wealth, they had to uh, have a savings account, they had to give some away and they had some to spend. So this was financial training. Financial training. Which is sort of a different motivation Correct. in some ways. So that was uh, very young, at eight years old, uh, and that money was for helping around the house. So one of the conversations, again the language we used, was we'd often talk about that we work 
work interdependently in this help we help house we help each other we're a team um, and uh, so we've talked about that a lot so yes you get the money but we all work together and that's what it's for so they weren't being paid for specific no. jobs but they were being paid for being a contributing member of the household so at um, eight that's what we did and then each year that money goes up a, a dollar uh, but they also have to um, ha- do more chores every year so we would do things like uh, age 11 they would get a recipe book for their birthday and so that meant you have to cook once a week and uh, <laughs> you know so the quid pro quo yeah it, and so it's just uh, um Stepping up those jobs and their, and their responsibilities. The interesting thing is that by doing that, you also want to be in a situation where you've had your chores, and this is where we're going to get to written contracts in a moment, because that's interesting as well. You've done your chores. We've divvied up the chores for the week. Everyone's got an equal chore for the appropriate reward. Uh, but that doesn't mean you don't help me when something happens. Correct. When the washing machine's floods, you don't stand there and go, Mum, how much for me to help you clean it up? So Absolutely. you can have the two living alongside Correct. each other. Correct. We're team players and you do what it takes to be a family. So so yes. let's get to the contract. And is this more when you've got uh, a university student perhaps or a student who's starting work living at home and this is when you're getting into, are you going to charge them board or not? Are you going to, even if you don't charge them board, are you going to require a more adult contribution and how? Why do, we, why do you recommend having an actual written contract? Well, again, a uh, contract actually uh, provides the context or the boundaries for that child. So uh, my husband always told our children that we'd change the locks when they turned 18, that they were to leave home. And uh, uh, the average age right now for staying at home is 20, uh, leaving home is 27, which uh, we're like, really? We're done. We haven't even got to when they leave home and then come back again. Oh, no, we haven't got to that yet. No, <laughs> anyway, either. carry on. Um, so we wanted, uh, so that was always the joke in the house. But when uh, our son turned 18, uh, he had a job and he chose not to go to university yet. He's chosen to, uh, you know, find himself, do whatever he needs to earn some money go out in the world and we said okay well then now you need to contribute back to this household and so if he was flatting he would still have to do that so it's about teaching them uh, the the rules and, and of being an adult really and so this is the and, parenting and managing themselves. Their income. Yes, managing and, their income which is managing it's income. lovely to have the income for the first yes. time but here's the order in which you spend it correct and it's not straight to the clothes shop straight to the um, you know digital shop and straight to the Pub or Correct. Yes. So it's not so much about getting the money, it's about teaching them the order in which you have to be responsible for how it's spent. Correct. So the contract that we wrote uh, has uh, room and board charges. So it talks about you getting a discounted rate because you're in our house um, of X amount of dollars. But if you don't abide by our rules and regulations, uh, this will be the amount, which is twice as much. So, which would be probably a... It's a win-win, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> it's a totally win-win. I call it profiting off your children. Yeah. Um, but Shamelessly. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, well, shame is something we should return to, but carry it's, on. It's teaching them yeah. uh, how life works. Yeah. Um, that they must do the cooking and the laundry and their jobs. So, uh, and so we list what jobs they need to be able to do. 
we talk about uh, in the contract it has the guests and what the quiet hours are mm-hmm. of the house so that hours are from 11pm to 7am so that unless the, otherwise arranged I love uh, it yes unless otherwise no arranged no overnight guests without prior arrangement yes um, we just thought that was needed <laughs> you know we need to know if someone's coming to stay yep. and uh, and who that might be um, and okay with that but we just need to know um, so We've also got a piece in here that says they will have a job while living in this household and uh, they'll do everything in their power to keep that job. But if they happen to lose it, and I loved this piece when we wrote this, uh, they've got two weeks to find employment. Their number one job, if they haven't got a job, is to find a job. Eight hours a day. That's your job, uh, to find a job. And if you don't have one, uh, then you'd have to do far more chores and uh, run the entire household because that's it's an eight-hour job, right? So uh, it's, it's teaching them that. We have a clause in there about if they have a vehicle, um, what they do with their cell phone, how they will respect the family members. Um, our family have a holiday fund, so instead, once you're 18, you don't get birthday or Christmas presents. We put money into a fund, so that uh, is part of the contract. And then family meetings. You see, all this is not about you profiting from your children. No. All this is about them practicing exactly what life's going to look like when they move out of home. Correct. Okay. Did you have any pushback? No. <laughs> I've got one no. email so far. I'm unsure if I'm overstepping my role as a parent to my 18-year-old daughter. Our daughter is doing a course, and recently she's gone from not just parting it up at the weekend, but over the last month or so has been hanging out with her mates during the week as well, not coming home till half past 12 or 2 in the morning, and when she gets home, it's another hour on her laptop. I've tried to talk constructively about the need for a good night's rest in order to do a good day's study and work to no avail. I'm sick of her... Am I going to read this out? I am. I'm sick of watching her drag her perfectly pert ass around the house in the morning and not going until she's due to be at her course five to ten minutes before it starts in town. We've made a rule Sunday through Wednesday where we have said she's got to be home by 11. She's not complied, so I've taken her car off her. So there has been some action here. We bought the car, by the way. Her excuse last night was that she was taking a drunk friend home and then made sure she was settled and safe. This excuse has been used before. She seems to have a lot of drunk friends. Anyway, now I am the devil reborn. Uh, it is the only rule I've set. It's the only rule I want to hear to. Am I being unreasonable? No, you're not being unreasonable. It's your house. So it's your house. It's your rules. Um, unfortunately, you may have left it a little late. So that's uh, part of the challenge when um, uh, you're starting to put the rules in now rather than earlier. So, uh, for instance, uh, we've always said to our children, we'll trust you until we can't. And uh, our daughter um, will tell us, you know, everything that's happening. And look, she might be taking friends home. She might be actually being uh, really responsible and doing what she needs to do to help others. Uh, So, I don't know. um, uh, Two things come to mind. Uh, We have to ask, uh, you know, uh, do you really want to uh, continue with this battle? Um, and does she need to learn her own lessons? Because sometimes we actually need to let our children hit total rock bottom for them to get it. You shouldn't have to put up with it in your home, though. You shouldn't no. have to be lying awake listening to it. No, you shouldn't. So no. are you suggesting ultimatums? Here's, here's a step to progress and then an ultimatum if not, or what? 
I don't really know if I have an answer for that. It's yep. like you've got to make your own decisions, but be very strong in that decision. Hold those boundaries. Okay. Uh, some more here. Someone else is saying we had contracts for kids as 15 to 18 year olds. It was really beneficial for them and me. Took lots of discussion before we drew it up, but it meant we didn't have contracts around behaviour, nights out, having friends around, jobs around, etc. So yes. they'd sort of already got themselves into a system. We have four children, one of whom is now 18, just flat out refuses to do basic chores. Her siblings have all done chores without much trouble. She's not the youngest, <laughs> despite <laughs> expectations. Just a personality some thing sometimes. Can be. What Can do you be, do, though, at 18? Do you just start to withdraw rights? I mean, who's paying for the Wi-Fi in the house? Correct, yeah. You know? If they're not paying for anything, then You can yeah. cut off individual bits of the house now from Wi-Fi, can Absolutely. And um, you can just... Uh, uh, not cook them their food, you know, it's, I mean, it's a basic need. But, you know, you, this is how life works, right? If you don't show up to work, if you don't do what you need to do in life, you don't get the rewards. couple so. on the younger kids that are interesting, we'll just crack through them. What would you suggest if you have a child who requires prompting for every step of a regular routine, e.g. morning ablutions? Needs, ah. Oh. Just keep um, prompting. Yeah, keep Just prompting. Keep going. Maybe uh, rewarding when they can do it by themselves. Maybe um, uh, sticker charts. It's an external reward, but sometimes they help. Or it depends how the child is. Maybe they're just not ready. Mm. Sometimes we're pushing too fast, too hard. Mm. So, and maybe find things they can do correct. and give more and more opportunities for them to do that. Mm. And you'll start to see why there's perhaps a, a, res, a reluctance or a avoidance around some praise things. Them with, yeah, praise them with what they can do. Find things yes. they can do and do do and, and praise yes. that. Um, did you actually drag your child screaming, kicking, biting out the door of their pyjamas? Any advice on the refusal to physically move or comply and a tendency to fight when feeling cornered? This a young child. Oh, so that's my daughter too. She's she's a fighter. She comes out like a caged animal. Um, and yes, I have taken them to school in their pajamas. Um, <laughs> no, but she was saying yes. she uh, was saying with her child, she basically have to uplift them yes. because they just won't comply. Um, absolutely. Now, um, I got this idea from Nigel Latter, and uh, so this is what we did. So she's a caged animal. She's the one that just wanted to. Um, uh, attack us and she wouldn't physically move so we found something that was a real pain point for her and so we said um, it was books in her bedroom oh I see so yeah no, no, not, not physical, <laughs> not physical right. pain no books in her bedroom and I would say uh, you have one minute to comply or I take all the books from your bedroom now this was a huge pain point for her and she uh, I didn't even have a watch on and I'd look at my wrist and go you've got 30 seconds You've got 10 seconds, five, four, three, two, and she would stop. She would stop the resistance. She would stop the screaming. She would stop everything until one day she didn't, and she carried on. And I went, that's fine. I'll take all the books from your bedroom. And she said, I won't let you. I said, that's fine. I'll do it when you're at school. She comes home the next day, and she said, I hadn't done it. And she oh, no, before that next day, before she came home, she said to me, Mum, I'll help you do it when I get home. And she actually physically helped me. Take you harnessed it. her stubbornness. Yep. Yeah. And she has never done it again. Right. So we gave her that time frame. I see. I see. Yeah, and yeah. and, uh, and the uh, 
ultimatum and we followed through with the ultimatum. Yes. Of course, that's the most important yes. part. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, but sometimes it takes time. Yes. And very quickly, um, from the time my son was nine, once a week I would sit outside in the car while he took $20 to buy the ingredients for the dinner he was going to cook that night. He decided what it would be with my input only if he asked for it. Okay, we did eat a lot of nachos, but he did really well <laughs> and is now at 26, a really good cook and has lived away home, away from the home since he was 18. That's a good point, actually. You have to reward it when they're getting it. Absolutely. And you can't change the rules and say, yes, you can make the decisions, darling, but could you really make it what I want? Yes. You have to have a bit of a pain point so that Correct. they get the sense of success. Yes. I thought you said two things that were really important earlier. You can also fall into the trap where you want to keep them dependent because you don't want to lose them. Yes. Um, and another point. Yes, you want them to parent from a young age, but we're also getting the message their brains aren't fully developed till they're 24, 25. There's, there's parenting in a practical sense, and then there's parenting in the nurturing, guidance, mentoring sense, and that's where you want to get to Absolutely. after 18, rather than tying their shoelaces up. Yes, correct. You want them to be as independent as they can, but you're still not back, you still need to be their coach, you still need to be there to advise them. Look, I still call my parents for advice. I'm 50. <laughs> Thank you, Karen boys. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 